Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Computer Weekly Downtime Upload Podcast. I'm Cliff Saron and today's guest is BT's Head of Procurement, Cyril Hurat. To get things started, Cyril, may I ask you about procurement at BT, if you can give me a bit of background about that and... What's been the challenges? So, for, first of all, thank you very much, Cliff, for having me today with you, and um, and, and I'm very glad to with uh, you share uh, what we do at BT and what we do at BT Source with uh, with the audience. Uh, BT Procurement, it's uh, well, Procurement, it's it's a huge part of, of BT. We're spending 14 billion a year. So, 14 billion means that we are the second largest number in the company. Our revenue is 23, and we spend 14 billion. So you can see that obviously the impact that an organization such as BT Source can have is huge on on BT, and that's um, I would say on top of that, beyond obviously the two numbers that I've just mentioned, there's a huge, another number, or actually several other numbers that I should share with the audience. We have operation in 180 countries, and BT procurement is present in 34 countries. And we've got more than 40 nationalities within our team. So you see that we have a huge number, huge team, huge uh, coverage as well, and quite a lot of diversity in our organization as well. I, I just, I mean, my sums are going to be really bad here, but that looks the 14 and 23 billion. That's a, that's a huge proportion, two thirds, or you know, it's it's a lot anyway. Um, it's a it's a lot it's it's a lot indeed and it's uh, when you look at the uh, in the telecom industry we are pretty much in the same ratio obviously than our peers and that uh, as you can imagine so procurement can influence these 14 billions uh, and and can really generate a lot of impacts for our customers and because we are making the technology more affordable to our customers first that's really what something that we need to do buying the right stuff at the right price, if I make it super simple. Mm, yes. <laughs> and obviously, uh, for all our stakeholders and shareholders, uh, we are uh, we have absolutely to focus on our cost base as well. But I'm sure that we'll speak about that later on. We are as well driving through this uh, massive spend, so I, I mentioned, so making, making uh, the technology more affordable to our customer, being very focused as well on our cost base for all our stakeholders and shareholders, but as well leveraging our uh, procurement power to really uh, get the ESG agenda of BT, everything which is you know, ranging from sustainability to DNI, uh, implemented into our supply chain as well. So as you can see, that it's a quite a large remit that we have within, uh, within our organization. So I don't want to stop you there, actually. Uh, you, you mentioned an acronym which I'm not familiar with, um, and obviously I know ESG, um, but e- EMI? And, and I mean, would you explain? Could you explain to me what? Or that is? D- DNI, diversity. DMI, DMI, diversity. Yeah, diversity sorry. and inclusion. Sorry. That's all right. Okay. Yeah, that, that's right. easy. You're that's right. easy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you also mentioned in the introduction about BT sourced. What is BT sourced, and how does that yeah. fit into the company? Yeah, B- BT Source is basically the procurement company of BT. Mm-hmm. We're based in Ireland. Uh, we have been formed two years ago with two main objectives being a transformation tool, transformation within BT and transformation of our procurement organization. And I believe that we have demonstrated that BT can transform itself and being bold. We've been able as well to demonstrate that we have changed the way we are procuring by creating this procurement organization. I would say probably we can tick this box 
And the other one was uh, to be an open platform, which is basically the future of BT source. We will welcome any form of partnership. Maybe we can have another carrier like us that will decide to join us and buy with us, but it can be any other, I would say, business almost, uh, which are in the tech most likely, that will partner with us. So that's that's the that was the ambition at the beginning. Transformation platform for BT, transformation platform for BT's procurement organization, and an open platform. So that was the ambition from the beginning. I can tick the. I believe I can tick the transformation box. <laughs> Open the platform. It's still something which is ongoing. Is that um, something that you've seen in other organisations having a, a separate, almost a separate entity within the business itself that that is focused it's, purely on procurement? It's it's relatively a common practice in the telecom industry, but other in other industries. So it's not something which is completely new. Mm. Um, and, and when we look at the main tier one carrier in Europe, so they have done that almost 10 years ago. So it's not, not really new, but I'm sure that we will soon speak about our digitization. So what is new and what was one of the ambition that we had at the very beginning, mm. because we are maybe a bit behind what others have done. We wanted to fully leverage AI, machine learning, and all the digital ecosystem to position ourselves slightly differently than the other procurement company that have had a head start, mm. but you know, timing is everything in business. So we landed in the right moment when it's come to digitization. Ah, oh, well, you, you must you must have seen my next question, or or you preempted me now. Uh, I was going to ask you about AI, AI based sourcing, and your um, I believe you're using a company called Globality. Now, what is an AI based sourcing platform? How how does and how does that help you? And how does that help procurement at BT and the vision for BT Sourced? As I, as I mentioned, so the vision of BT Sourced, and as we are coming a bit after the other ones, mm. uh, we put a lot of, I would say, a huge bet on digital because we're like truly believing that that's the way to go. And that's the way that uh, that's basically the technology that will enable procurement to really change. When I'm thinking about globality, um, well, it's really enabling us to completely change not only the way we source, but as well the way we interact with our stakeholder within BT. Mm. The great stuff I would say with, with a tool like Globality is that we can do what we call self-serve. Mm. So our stakeholder, without being procurement professionals, can self-serve their needs mm -hmm by just going on, on, on the Globality platform. So in Globality, so they, have, they can do a statement of work without being a procurement professional because AI will step-by-step step walk them through the process just by asking questions and with natural language processing. Mm. So they will just enter their answer in natural language. It will be able to, so the tool will be able basically to transform what has been entered into the machine by users mm. into a professional statement of work which will be sent to our suppliers or preferred suppliers in that case and they will be able to answer into this platform and then it will go back to the user the stakeholder mm -hmm. in a form of a side-by-side -side comparison of the offer in a, in a very nice and simple way so 
the interesting way is that you don't need to be a procurement professional to use this kind of tool. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we're very careful of, which is when we are picking a tool, we want to have a customer, inter I would say, a user interface, which is consumer grade. Yes. So meaning, meaning that you don't need a training to understand the tool. Mm -hmm. We want everything to be in two click and ideally speaking as well, we want everything mobile. So you should be able to apply to, to be able to reach this platform through your mobile. Yeah. And, and and then so globality was meeting all of that and the great stuff obviously you, you you may ask me maybe it's what does it mean for the parkament professionals for mm. the parkament professionals they will be able to have all the analytics they will be able to focus more I would say on the strategy and they will be able to really focus as well on the larger deal so they will have a complete coverage of all the deal going through to the to our supply base they will have to, to have a very deep analytics, which will enable them really to look at and adapt their strategy. Mm -hmm. And they will be focused on where it matters the most. So really on the big deals and the big stuff where they can have an impact. Does so it make, sorry, uh, Cyril, but does, does it actually make it easier for them to do their job? Does it take out manual tasks? Uh, does it check for potential yes. errors and discrepancies and things that, human error, yes. that things could easily you know slip in? It's 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 part it's part of it, but I would say what what is the the main the benefit the main benefit from them? It's it's much more a the amount of data points that they are able to collect through a tool like that, mm -hmm. and two as well the fact that they will be able to exploit them. Yes. Uh, so that they will be able really to deep dive into that and understanding. So what does it mean if I'm if I'm moving a bit more left, if I'm moving a bit more right? What would be the consequence of that? Mm. In the past, uh, it was a lot of obviously knowledge that they acquired on the category that they were managing, mm -hmm. plus a bit of gut feelings, and gut feelings will still be there. Yes. But here, at least, they will have a lot of data they would be able to look at, and they would be able to draw conclusions from based on those data. So it's a, it's a huge, so yes, you're absolutely right, Cliff, so they will be able less less error and less, less of that. But really, it's really so enabling them to probably do stuff that they have dreamed about, but they have not been able to do in the past mm. because of, you know, a lot of tasks, a lot of administrative tasks, you're right, that's that's as well is, is removing, but as well because of, to a certain extent, a lack of valuable data, mm. uh, because the data that were, that were collected in the past in an ERP system were not enough for them to be able to really strategize. Okay. So, uh, I mean, looking ahead, um, I mean, what what are your um, I mean going back to you know, BT source I mean what, what what I mean but also the how you know the vision for BT sourced and where procurement is heading and how those are sort of uh, are aligned I mean for, first I mean I'd like to ask you where 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 do you think procurement is heading I mean what you've just described with globality is you know, AI and automation, and these are sort of buzzwords of the tech industry. And, um, and you've provided an example of how, you know, this, it can be used in procurement to streamline the procurement processes, right? Um, I mean, are there other things that excite you there in procurement that, that the technology industry is providing that would, be, would, would benefit you and your team? Well, yeah, so it's uh, what we call predictive procurement. Mm. It's basically trying to um, understand the moves, mm. not only on the supplier side, but as well on our stakeholder side. So I mean, that almost telling our stakeholder within BT 
what we are expecting them to spend and what they are we're expecting them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's and, and well, it, it's uh, <laughs> you're laughing, but uh, it's already something that we do. Mm. Uh, we are capable based on uh, you know we look we, we've got a, we've got as well within BT first uh, six uh, data scientists. We've got what we call. Uh, uh, negotiation analytics, so really people which are there not to do dashboard, but really looking at how we can use all those data that we're collecting to be better at negotiating, better at elaborating strategies as well. And what one of the tools that we have developed, we looked at you know the patterns uh, that we can find in the last three years of uh, purchase request, purchase order. And we went to the unit within BT and we said, well, based on that, we're expecting you month by month, supplier by suppliers to spend this this amount of money with these suppliers at that point of time. Um, and they were like, uh, they had a kind of, wow, we've, <laughs> we had a kind of uh, uh, an interesting, interesting effect uh, when we share that with our units because they were not expecting us to be able to do that. So predictive procurements, that's where we want to add machine-to-machine procurement as well. So where a machine will ask directly for the services that is needed. Uh, so that's basically the two directions where we're heading and where we can see that what we're doing with a company like Globality, but as well, we have right now even the digital platform, Globality being one of them, plus we have our own data scientist. The two blended, we believe that uh, we will go into that direction. So predictive procurement, machine-to-machine procurement, mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we we see as well some interesting uh, development in the future using all this technology in the way we're doing our job and, and the way as well, again, so uh, we will be able to focus on what matters the most. And as you said, so reducing errors, reducing the most transactional part of our business uh, to really focus on what matters. Mm. I mean, it's interesting what you say because um, the, you know, the AI combined with the data scientists and all, you know, they, they produce... <clears throat> excuse me, and models and uh, and outcomes, not outcomes, that's the wrong word. They produce a set of advice and that then gets fed to a human being in, on the other side, right, of BT, that uh, you're saying, well, this is what, you know, we want to achieve from a procurement perspective. Um, what I'm getting at is the machine says this or the, the data model says this, and um, you, but you're dealing with a real person. Um <clears throat> And I'm just wondering the experience, is, is, has that sort of conversation changed now that you have all of this data and this intelligence and this sort of predictive analytics? Is it an easier or is it a more difficult conversation? No, it's, a, it's an easier, it's a, it's a way more easier actually sort of conversation. So for our own team, it's we see a lot of them uh, were dreaming about being able to do it, but they were, you know, like uh, according to very administrative part of the business and, and and stuff like that. So they are very happy to look at that and and to be uh, to a certain extent having way more information than before, but in, in a way more organized way as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, on our stakeholder side as well, so that it's great because we give them as well a great transparency about what we're doing. And then the two combined, so for the time being, so what we've seen, it's only the positive effect. So I know that we had discussion, obviously, the chat GPT, which is a big theme right now. And I can see definitively that uh, a lot of us are dreaming about, you know, focusing more on strategic peace. Mm. Uh, we've got a lot of ideas, but we have not been able, because of the system, because of everything that we were having before, 
to do it exactly the way we want it. And what AI, what machine learning, and what all of those words, which are not really those words because it's really live in, in our nation, mm. um, all of that, it's really enabling us to move to the, to, to, the, to the next step. And people and team are very excited. Yes, it's, it's interesting you mentioned ChatGPT because there's a lot of hype around ChatGPT. There's a lot of scary, scary stories around what it potentially can do. Um, <clears throat> but if you were to look at procurement in general, I mean, outside of BT, or just generally across the maybe um, telecom sector, but m maybe beyond the telecom sector from what you're seeing, um, I mean, do you, do you think that uh, such technology and the idea to do uh, natural language processing is, is actually evolving very quickly or quick enough for procurement that it could be you know, deployed, say, within a year or so? Well, um, not sure that it will be in a year or so. Um, and, and with our negotiation ethics, we look at what procurement can be in five years and 10 mm. years down the road. Um, but there's definitely all the elements right now, or I would say all the technology breaks which are there. And then it's much more like who will be able to put all of them in the right order so that it will make a lot of sense on a business standpoint. Um, one of the, 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 the benefits of having all those technology and where I believe, or at least I'm a, I'm a true believer, maybe maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's what will, what will change and across all the, I would say, the industries uh, on the procurement side would be the voice. I'm, I'm a big proponent of the voice mm. uh, because I'm, I'm usually, well, in the past and even today to a certain extent, we're asking our stakeholders to come to our tools. Yes. And what I would like is our tools to come to our stakeholder. And then, so the best way of doing it, I believe it's the voice. Mm. Uh, you, you, when you are like basically walking in any places right now, you can see people's, you know, like not, not really texting, but using their voice to text and stuff like that. Mm. So it's, it's, I believe, something which will, technology is there. We need to put it in right order and wrap it maybe with, or at least wrap it, uh, at least having a kind of front end, which would be the voice as an entry point. Mm. And that's uh, that's one of the, the way I can see, for example, the future um, in the um, in the procurement organization and regardless of industry, regardless of, uh, you know, the way you are, uh, well, in the future, so you will need to be digitized anyway, but that's that's what I, what I can see. And that's uh, just as a user, just to think about your, let's say in the morning entering into your, electric vehicles that may happen to be whatever, <laughs> every, every brand that you want. And then you just uh, uh, start to engage with, for example, Globality as a, an AI, which is called Glow, uh, with the AI Glow. And then so you just answer to the question of um, Globalities with your voice. By the time you're at the office, your statement of work is done. It's already in the end of your suppliers. By the time you arrive to the office, you can have your side-by-side -side comparison of the suppliers offer. And almost an hour after, you can almost have like the, the, the people that you are hired through the tool to start the job. Mm. I mean, it's interesting what you're saying, because it's uh, I, you mentioned earlier about uh, uh, consumer technology and, and the idea of a sort of a, a very natural user interface, which is like what we would expect from in the consumer space. Right. And uh, uh, the idea of smart speakers and how we use them they might be novel but they you know they you know one can ask the weather right and all the time even though you know the weather and what the time is <clears throat> but they have i i'm i have some in my house and it's they have been getting smarter right and they can do clever things so for instance uh i'm about to head out to london i can ask when the next train is due and i will get the, you know this is not something that you know five years ago when this thing came out <laughs> it was able to do that but today it's 
it's almost seamless. <clears throat> and I guess over time, we, we are getting to the point in business where, you know, you may not necessarily want to want to use the click of the mouse and the keyboard to have those conversations. The, what the use case you described in the car, you know, that's an example. And uh, I mean, it's easier to do that than, um, you know, touch a touch the screen on your car to, to, get, to get these things done. Obviously, you can't when you're driving. Um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And everything will be underpinned like by technology like globality or we were just dis mm. discussing about chat GPT. But that's that's an interesting entry point. And that's, uh, I would say, realize of the industry where you are. Um, I believe that's probably the way to go. And and one of the, I would say, the ask that we have to our digital ecosystem, digital partners uh, into our digital ecosystem, it's really to have, a, again, when you and I are loading a new application on our phone, we don't take any training. Mm. because you can use them and you will navigate into that very quickly. So I will ask us, so it's one of our asks as well. So when we're engaging with digital partners, we won't use their interface like that. So basically, I don't need trainings. And myself, I do on purpose, do not take any training to any of the digital platform that we have because I want to navigate myself into that. And if it's mm. easy enough, thumbs up. <laughs> so it's, a good, it's a good tool to work with, you know? That's that's all this kind of stuff to answer because it's interesting to see on the consumer side when we're a consumer, there's tons of a very easy way of doing stuff. But when you're going into the B2B business or into the B2B world, it's way more complicated and it should not be. It, it has to be a lot easier for, sir, yeah. for sure. Um, well, Cyril, thank you ever so much for taking part in today's podcast. And thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>